Welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Denise Lee, and I'm a coach, advisor, and speaker dedicated to help you grow and transform not just your business, but your entire life. And today, I had the very special privilege in talking with fellow mindset coach, Daniela Sulek. Daniela is such a powerhouse in terms of understanding who you are and what you are designed to be. If you are interested in improving something that's not working well, or perhaps something's working well in your business or your personal life or whatever, but you just want to take it to the next level, listen to today's episode. We're going to be talking about getting focused on what matters and eliminating all the crap that gets in your way. And we're going to get to all of that after this short break. Hey, Daniela, how are you doing today? I'm doing amazing. Thank you, Denise. Daniela is such a beautiful soul inside and out. And I'm just really excited to have this moment for you guys who are listening to engage in this conversation because one of the things that I've always told her Daniela is this idea that you speak with slow intention. So for those of you guys who are getting into the rhythm and the path of understanding who you are, I just want you to understand that everything that we're going to be talking about has been coming from a place of deep introspection and thought, and that causes us to slow down our speak. So just forgive us in advance. We want to make sure that we are changing your life. So all that being said, Daniela, welcome. And please, for those of who don't know anything about you, would you please give in a brief introduction of who you are in your work, please? Absolutely. Um, thank you so much, first of all, for having me. I truly appreciate your time and energy and everything that you uh, do and put into the your uh, your podcast and having me here as a guest and uh, yes yeah, so what I do in terms of work um, I help leaders of the spiritual and business world so entrepreneurs and high-performing coaches to shift into a permanent state of higher consciousness which is our natural state uh, and it's a state of deep peace, joy and effortless creating by being instead of creating by action and too much thoughts and just a lot of uh, a lot of activities we don't need to. Hmm. One of the things that I hear and you probably hear from your clientele as well as well this idea of being productive and being active got me to the, where I am in my career and my business and everything that I wanted to do. Why in the world do I have to be intentional and understand who I am when I've achieved so much already? That's a really good question. So um, the, the being productive and creating by action, which means I do an action, I have an intention, I do something. Uh, and then as a result, I create an effect. So I create a result. I create money coming in. I create clients. I create whatever I want to create. Um, is a belief system. And you have to understand that uh, the mind works on belief system. And our reality is a mirror of our belief system. So our, what I call, energetic blueprint 
of our conditioning. So if we function on that belief system that, yeah, absolutely, uh, do we create uh, success? Do we create money? Do we create abundance? Yes. But we also, because it's a belief system and it comes from the mind, we also uh, create um, scarcity of time. We also create disease. We also create a dysfunctional relationship, um, divorces. We also create um, not satisfaction. We create anxiety. We create depression. We chase something that we can never ever uh, find. So that's the that that is the illusion that the mind creates that we we are focused or the mind focuses us on the outside and now we perceive we we push through and we do stuff to achieve something but we never ever are happy and peaceful and joyful in the moment because we always want more so Yes, that is a way of living. That is what I call humaning. Um, that has been or that was my uh, old life, uh, but it's not sustainable because sooner or later, really, you know, and from your experience or when you see, um, when you hear what your clients are saying, uh, they are not happy, they are sick, uh, they have drama and problems in their, their relationships. Or with the kids, you know, they have no relationship with kids uh, and so forth. So it comes, this humaning, this belief system comes with a huge price to pay. Mm. Mm. I am a big fan of entrepreneurs, all entrepreneurs, especially women entrepreneurs, because for us to understand that we can be female, right? as well as productive has been really lost in the sense that we always felt like we have to be one extreme or the other, meaning that we're either all productive or we're doing nothing at all. And we're pining and we're wanting to do something, but lack the, the courage or, or the persistence to pursue things. So I, I find it very fascinating. Women vacillate between the streams. That all being said, one of the things that I have heard from so many women over the years in my business, probably in your business too, is that I don't know and understand how to slow down. Can you speak about why it's so hard for some of us to understand that slowing down is literally the key to success or the flip side, why we need to kind of light a fire under us so that we can work towards our goals? Yeah. So before I answer that question, I would like to go into what you said uh, mm -hmm. first, mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. uh, women entrepreneurs and being productive. Mm -hmm. So the being productive is a myth. It's a false uh, self-identification. It's a result of self, uh, false self-identification. And whether it is uh, a woman or man who uh, has a belief system in terms of being productive, it's what I said before. It's the mind focusing us on achieving and getting something out there and i need to do stuff mm -hmm. um the you have to understand that there is nothing that needs to be done the reality or nothing that can be changed you by being productive uh you are 
changing something that cannot be changed because the reality is a mirror of our energetic blueprint. The, the, the reality is done by a consciousness. It's not physical. So just like you cannot change rainbow, mm. you cannot twist it. You cannot cut it. You cannot change reality unless it's your belief system. And then you end up depleting yourself. And that mm. is the price for being productive. So being productive um, is, is really a conditioning. And it comes, if, if, if we would dig into a deeper in terms of our belief system, in terms of what does being productive means, it's um, a, a person needs to be valid. And a person really being productive means a person is justifying their own existence, which means a person is justifying their own uh, worthiness, which goes again back in the, our childhood conditioning. And that's because that's how the belief systems are being done then we end up our whole life being productive. And, uh, you know, with women, we have a th thyroid issues, we have cancer, we have anxiety, we have, we have depression, we have whatever we have. Um, but, and we, we think we can push and conquer and being more productive, we don't feel valid. Um, you know, try to, for everyone, or for those who are interested, you know, try just not not to do anything like try imagine it's tuesday um i don't know tuesday 10 o'clock in the morning when the rest of the society is quote unquote being productive and working hard and you are going for a walk and then you take a bath and then you just read your favorite book and make yourself a tea and you don't clean your house you don't you don't prepare dinner no for for family you literally don't do anything productive and be honest with yourself and feel the emotions that arise. And I can tell you that the first thing that arises for everyone is guilt. So being productive is driven by that belief system is driven by a deep conditioned guilt that, that our society as a mass consciousness has been conditioned with. Um, so that needs to go because otherwise you spend the rest of your life being productive and you are not aware that it's driven by not what you really want, but because you are trying to, you are trying to validate your own worthiness. And the truth is you're worthy just because you exist. You did not, when you come to this earth, you did not sign any contract or you didn't, you didn't, you were not told and you didn't promise it. Okay, I will go and I will prove my worthiness by working hard and by working and depleting myself and by working so much that I don't have enough energy and I don't have free time and I cannot do pursue my passion. I cannot do what I want. I need to be doing what the society wants me to do. No one, not a single soul did that. And yet that is what we see in our society, whether, whether among men or women, it's the same. Because when it comes to programming, the, the gender doesn't really uh, matter. So does that answer your question? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. You know, and as I was listening to you and thinking about the programming and the conditioning and 
I was asking about the flip side about what about the people who don't take any action? And I think it all goes back to that guilt and that conditioning about, well, if I'm not doing it perfect, I don't want to do anything at all. Or I'm working to be perfect and nothing's ever happening. Um, well, uh, the, give me an example of a person. So I really, so I'm really clear on mm-hmm. what kind of example when you say the person who does nothing. Okay. Yeah. So I'm glad you asked. Yeah. I was thinking about one particular client that I worked with a, a few years ago and she said, I have been wanting to start this business for over 10 years. And the reason why I never did that was because I felt as if I needed to be in a position, meaning that I had certain skill sets or certain accolades or certain notches on my belt. And then I can take that action. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. feeling even worthy to want to feel that she's no different than anybody else. Yeah. So, yeah. So that inaction would come from uh, fear of failure, which uh, really is um, kind of putting a, putting us into a total stop because we um, we don't trust. We don't mm. trust um, ourselves. We don't trust life. Uh, again, a part of the deep conditioning of the, the mind creates um we are looking for approval and justification of our actions from society instead of really just following what we want to do and again back to the basics the society is an illusion the society is created by us so we it's that's why it's kind of a never-ending loop it's a vicious circle because our belief system creates our reality um, our reality strengthens our belief system and that recreates again the reality so if if someone has uh, a fear of failure and um, doesn't trust themselves and um, is afraid that they will be judged they will fail how the family how the friends will look at them if they fail if things go wrong um that is a belief system that then that belief system creates a family and friends and circle and society that judges and uh, friends or family telling them, yeah, no, that's, that's really risky. No, 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 no one ever done that. Um, Yeah. Just stay safe in your, for example, in your job, corporate job. Well, doesn't matter that it's, it is sucking your soul out, but uh, Mm -hmm. you know, it's safe. It's a paycheck. You have a kids, you have, you know, don't do, uh, you will end up uh, homeless. And that that reality strengthens our belief system, which is, in this case, fear of failure and, untru- and not trusting. So yeah, we stay paralyzed for 10, 20, 30 years. Some, some, some people the whole life. So really that is the case. So what we need to do is turn away from the reality and uh, really be aware of the belief system and understand that, Everything is just a belief system and we cannot and we don't need to. Any action you take to change reality is absolutely irrelevant because that action doesn't create a result. The mind creates a perception that the that your action created results, but the results were created by consciousness, by the energy. Mm. Mm. You know, talking about this 
idea of energy and consciousness. I don't believe that I would be talking to you today had I not done the groundwork of understanding who I was like beforehand. Cause I'd be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, what are you talking about consciousness and perception and the illusion of safety? What are you talking about? Because I, and so many of us have been born and raised and nurtured in this idea of fear and constant desire to somehow cloak ourselves from anything bad from happening. Mm-hmm. So, so the fear is um, the fear is part of the unfolding. The fear is part of the illusion, and uh, the consciousness creates the fear and creates our human experience. And you know, again. Um, physical experience, physical reality is not real. The experience of physical reality is real. Um, Just like when you dream at night, the dream is not real. However, for you, the experience of the dream is real because you have have thoughts, you have emotions, you run, you chase, whatever you need, you are doing in a dream. The experience is real. Uh, is the dream real? No, it's not. When you wake up, there is nowhere to run. There is nothing to finish, no matter no matter what the story of the dream was. So it's the same analogy that the, the physical reality is not real. Our experience of the physical reality that consciousness creates is real. Um, and uh, why is the fear there? Uh, for the experience and for the emotions because as all that is consciousness um, infinite it cannot experience itself unless it creates limitation so through limitations it can experience itself so then it it, exp- it, it creates experience, it creates experience of the physical reality with fear conditioning, with um, belief system, with negative consequences. If I, for example, if I quit my job and will uh, follow my dreams, um, I will end up home- homeless. That's a negative mm-hmm. consequence. And uh, we do it, uh, we go through it <clears throat> really just for the thrill, for the for the experience and for the emotions, just like uh, people do skydiving or bungee jumping or hunger games. Um, you know, they're perfectly um, comfortable people who, you know, they are comfortable, they have not, nothing is missing and yet, they do and go do hunger games or they go and do bungee jumping. Why do, mm-hmm. why do people do that? Well, for, for the thrill, for the fear, mm-hmm. for the ecstasy, whatever, whatever it gives them. Why do people go to movies to see horror, horror, horror movies? Uh, well, for the fear, for the thrill. It doesn't make a sense. But then when you think about it, it's like, okay, so... Our experience, our physical experience is for the same reason. It's for the experience and it's for the emotions. It's for the thrill. No matter how pressing, how negative the experience it is, uh, consciousness creates it for the experience itself. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of along that, the, my idea about the thrill seeking and everything else is kind of like 
good, but why would they risk themselves in such potentially perilous situations? And for me, as I, as I was thinking about you explaining that, I was thinking for a lot of us, we haven't come to embrace the discomfort as a teaching mechanism. We aren't using the discomfort to understand that we learn so much more about ourselves and our environment when there are no implicit guarantees that things are going to go well or go horribly wrong. And I want to express my complete gratitude because there's so many people who don't understand that this is part of who you are learning and exploring. Don't deny that. And discomfort's part of it. Yeah. Uh, discomfort is, uh, you're absolutely correct. And discomfort is part of the, what discomfort is, is really directing you uh, onto a limitation. So whatever you fear is your limitation, is your belief system. So if um, if if someone is stuck in a nine to five and yet um, dreams about starting uh, their their own uh, company because they have certain gifts and passions they want to pursue, but uh, they feel a lot of fear. Um, that fear is that fear represents a limitations and there is a limitation that shows you that there is a limitation and that limitation is your belief system because nothing really happens not, nothing bad can happen unless you believe that something bad will happen so you cannot fail unless you believe that you fail that you can fail and in that case you will fail because as i said your reality, the reality is mirroring your belief system. So uh, looking at the fears and discomfort and not pushing through it, because again, there is nothing to push through. The reality doesn't exist. So um, it's a holographic projection the mind creates. There is nothing out there um, mm. to, to change. So realizing that if there is discomfort, it's it's a sign, uh, it's a signal of um, my belief system, my limitation, and really just um, understanding then that without pushing through it, because once you start pushing through it, you're back into the illusion, uh, then you shift that belief system and you cannot fail. Again, you can fail only if failing is a part of your belief system and then your reality will mirror you that belief system. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things about limiting beliefs that has been really impactful in my mind as I think about all the events that have happened to me and my clients and everyone around me this year is that how, if you don't kill your limiting beliefs, your limiting beliefs will kill you. And it's actually so prophetic when I see people say, I don't, I'm not working on my addiction issue. I'm not working on blah, blah, blah. And then noticing how their fears and insecurities about handling those issues are literally sucking away all the joy that's in their lives. It's almost prophetic. Uh, and I wish that a lot of people would understand that 
and I know you speak to this with your clientele as well, is that if you don't want to handle your discomfort and your the beliefs about what you can and what's possible, then those feelings will handle you in terms of depression and anxiety and worry and not doing anything that's meaningful for you or your community. Yeah, uh, yeah, true. The one thing that we need to um, understand is that the, the person who feels the emotions and who perceives the reality is a part of the illusion as well. Mm. So uh, the, the person who, who has the thoughts uh, and feels the emotions, whether positive or negative, it's part of the, the illusion that the mind creates. So that that's why um, that's why some that's why the direct the most direct path to uh, changing uh, reality is not necessarily uh, shifting and and digging into the belief system because that is done that that is work done um, on the mind level and the mind is the one who cre- that created the belief system. But uh, most direct path is to realize that the person is a part of that illusion, that reality, mm-hmm. and that nothing needs to change. And then one is instantly in a deep peace. And, uh, and then shift happens. And that shift, internal shift, reflects as a shift in a reality and changing the reality. Hmm. You know, for some who are listening and say, what do you mean reality is nothing? Are you a nihilist? <laughs> um, reality is as real as the dream you are dreaming at hmm. night. So um, when we are dreaming, the dream is real. We feel emotions. When someone is chasing us, we need to run. Uh, we feel afraid. When we wake up, where will no matter no matter what the story of the dream was, no matter how pressing the issue is, where will you go to finish the dream? Where you will go to make sure you're safe? you realize that you are safe. You realize that you, you never were unsafe. That is the case. It's nothing, you, you, cannot, you cannot understand it with the mind because the mind doesn't, doesn't cannot, is, is not capable of understanding consciousness because consciousness created the mind. The mind doesn't create consciousness. Um, when when we shift into the higher consciousness, there is no need to chase or do or work on ourselves or or change reality because we understand that while, while the experience is real, it's not real and the only the, the reality is not real. And the only way how we can change it is to be the consciousness, to be in the pure awareness state. That's how what people can call magic or miracles 
that's how miracles happen because now we are in the pure consciousness and the consciousness creates reality instead in the conditioned mind, conditioned human who has been programmed and uh, believed that they need to change reality. So the analogy of the dream would be to answer your question, but again, you cannot, the answer cannot come from the mind. It's an experience. You, it's a shift that one needs to experience. And then the, then the answers are clear. Mm. You know, talking about the answers are clear and, and talking about dreams, you're really encouraging me to say something that was on my mind earlier. And mm-hmm. I think it's really worth mentioning is that for a lot of us who say that they're so busy and they've got so many things going on. And then I ask them, are you dreaming? And they say, no, I'm not dreaming. And then for as for what I've learned is that when our minds are trying to talk to us, they talk through it through shapes and images in our dreams. And if we're blocking those moments for us conscious to talk with us, we're not really understanding what we're doing. So we're kind of ping-ponging from one thing to another without any real focus or focal point to what we need to be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, that is a good one. And um, not necessarily applies, not necessarily only to a dream, but I would say everything Everything which you experience, everything that is in your awareness right now is valid and calls your attention. Mm. Everything. And because the mind is focused out there, the mind creates the linear, the perception of linear linearity. So the time, past, present, future, and continuity, we are focused not on what is right now in our in our awareness, but we are focused out there. I need to I need to do that. I need to get that goal. I need to do that Facebook Live or whatever. I need to lunch, do do that lunch instead of really being focused on what is here now. Because Again, that is something that the mind cannot perceive, but everything that is in your awareness right now is needed to be there. Everything. And as a part, when when a person is in a higher consciousness, they understand it. The clarity is, is really so clear that I'm talking a sentence your kid says at dinner table. I'm talking a neighbor coming by to, I don't know, to ask for something. Everything, every mundane and what the mind could perceive as irrelevant and not important thing or event or person, everything is that is in your awareness right now in this moment is valid and needs to be there. The illusion the mind creates is that the mind cannot perceive it and it, it, it focuses our attention on different things and distract us. And uh, that's why we never, we never understand what is really going on until we drop the mind. I call it dropping the mind. Um, yeah. Until we really shift from the mind into the, into the higher consciousness. 
Hmm. And I think this is a really good segue to piggyback on this idea of the blueprint. I know you kind of mentioned it kind of casually in the beginning, but for those who don't understand what the blueprint is, would you mind explaining a little bit more detail about what that is and how that impacts us? Well, it's it's basically conditioning, right? So everything what we um, so everything what we came um, we came here as a kind of a blank uh, screen, and then everything what we experienced our our, our childhood, our you know parents, um, our parents' belief system, our society belief system, religion, community, uh, anything. Uh, shapes our personality, uh, our ego, our yeah, our the shapes and creates the person one identifies with. Uh, that that is a blueprint. Um, that is all our fears, our belief system, or our limitations, and then the the reality um, mirrors that blueprint. In order to be free of it, the person with the person that has been created um, really artificially by the mind needs to go. So everything, everything what you learned about yourself, who you are and uh, what the world is and how it functions needs to go. Mm. And then you are free. Mm. Mm. For so... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was just uh, going to add that because as long as you perceive yourself as the person with the memories, with the conditioning, with the memories, with the experiences, with the uh, belief system, with the conditioning, uh, you you will um, take action and make decisions and think based on the primal fear of survival because the person needs to survive in this mm-hmm. world. Um, when the person goes, it's so clear that mm, there is nothing to fight for survival. Um, you are, you are safe. You've been always safe. You just didn't know it. You've been always abundant. Uh, things flow. That's that's the effortless living I'm talking about. Things just flow. Um, it's just deep peace and joy. Mm. That effortless freedom of just being who you are and not feeling as if you have to apologize or rationalize or justify it is such a rare thing. You know, speaking to that point, I, I'll never forget this particular conversation when I first moved to Texas and I was talking with my landlord about something. And he was just giving me some ideas about it was politics and all sorts of other stuff that's neither here nor there to talk about the details but he was giving me he was just telling stuff to me and it was very clear that he was just reciting what he read not what he believed in because I said that's interesting why do you believe that and then he recited something else and I said that's interesting why did you believe that and I felt as we were going in a loop and the more I asked him why he believed that he got more irritated more frustrated and I wasn't trying to frustrate him I just truly understood wanted to understand why he believed it but for a lot of us we feel as if we have to borrow authority from other people instead of saying this is why i believe it and that's it yeah that that is that is a human experience that is that is how the consciousness creates limitation and every uh, every belief system you have 
every belief system one has is a borrowed belief system. It's not yours. It never was. Uh, so uh, anything, um, I you know, a belief system, I need to work hard. Okay, so probably uh, that is a belief system most usually, um, actually, actually always that comes from a family conditioning and uh you know parents grandparents um society so um tons of tons of belief system so the yeah the example you mentioned is that uh, people function on a belief system and that's why the mind needs to go because you can change your belief system but it will be still a belief system and any belief system is a limitation the mind is filled and functions on belief system. So changing belief system is really um, kind of a work for life. Like one can do it over and over and over. Uh, that's why the direct path is to let go of the mind and the person that has the belief system. And then the mind there is not there. And there is consciousness that doesn't have belief system consciousness is not programmed with any belief system because consciousness is all that is uh, mind is the limitation and through the mind we create the limiting experience just like we mentioned but you know bungee jumping or skydiving uh, just for the emotions so if you uh, take a look at um, any anyone um in the society, in your family, um, everyone is programmed with certain belief system. Now, arguing whose belief system is better mm -hmm. uh, or worse uh, will never solve it because that's what the huma humans experience for thousands of years. Well, take any any opposite groups: um, Catholics, Protestants. Uh, black, whites, um, Republicans, Democrats, men, women, uh, women, whatever. Everyone has a certain belief system and they are right. They are right. There can be not, not, not a winner um, when it comes to, to belief system or as many belief systems. That's why there are wars on earth. That's why there is violence. That's why there is rapes. That's why that's why there are, there is drama. That's why because of belief system. So changing belief system doesn't work. Dropping, removing the mind, and completely shifting from the mind that creates and perpetuates the belief system into the higher consciousness. Now, one doesn't need to validate anything because there is nothing to validate there is nothing to validate if i am okay if if i am this person with a personality of a coach and uh um, i am so i don't know proud of myself and i think of myself as a smart and um a successful and whatever i did um if you, Denise, come and say, well, Daniela, okay, well, I get you, but you know what? I don't, I don't agree with you because of this and this and this. If there is a personality that needs to be validated uh, with the belief system the mind created, 
I will justify myself and I may attack you and I may I may spend 30 or 40 or I don't know whatever how 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 long explaining and justifying and giving an evidence why I am right. If there is no personality and if there is no no mind and there is no person to be validated, I will say, yeah, okay. Because it doesn't matter what you think. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't, I don't need to justify myself. And then there is no conflict. There is nothing. There is just being. So any conflict, take family dynamic, take parents and kids, take um, what you know, spouses, wives, and husbands, uh, take, as I said, religion, take uh, racial, take political, anything comes and exists because there are belief systems. There are two different or many belief systems, and now people fight because they need to justify their belief system. That's the primal survival. If my belief system is threatened, that means I, the person who holds the belief system, is threatened. That means I cannot survive. So what I do, I fight mm. for my survival. Mm. If I drop that, if that doesn't exist, if the mind goes with, the, with all the belief system, there is no person that needs to fight for survival. And now I accept everyone, black, white, Republican, Democrats, everyone is right. Because mm. their opinion, their belief system doesn't threaten, threaten my identity. Mm. So that's how humanity could uh, absolutely remove all conflicts, all conflicts, personal or global, um, if we would shift into the higher consciousness as mass consciousness. But we are not there yet. Uh, maybe we will in 300, 400, 500 years. <laughs> maybe. But uh, that's not the case now. So apparently we as a mass consciousness needs to go through certain uh, experience and limitations. Uh, and that's what we are doing now. Hmm. I have seen so many coaches, consultants, business leaders who literally drive themselves to sickness because they have to assume this defensive combative stance with people mm -hmm. about their authority and mm -hmm. their capabilities mm -hmm. and feeling as if if they didn't get go into the ring and fight on social media or spar with other people in terms of under trying to undermine business deals they don't feel as if they're fighting to protect what they own which what they own is really nothing because we all there's no guarantee that we own anything we dropped it and we're not we're not taking a u-haul along with the hearse that contains our bodies to the gravesite yeah. we don't have possession to anything when you think about it because nothing's guaranteed yeah but that fighting is exactly what i said is uh it's a primal survival thing it's a validation of my authority and that's why i need to fight i need to prove uh i need uh, I need to prove a validity of my belief system. That's how I prove a validity of my existence. And that's when my 
uh, identity is not threatened and my survival is not threatened. And that's why people do that. Uh, you know, when we understand that any authority and um, or any, no matter any strong defensive, um, not, not defensive, actually offensive uh, behavior, no matter how noble it is, Mm. Um, comes from fear. Mm. Think about, okay, think about uh, any oppressor, anyone who needs to justify themselves, anyone who needs to fight for their right, no matter how noble their rights are, comes from the fear. So take a look at um, any any abuser, Okay, like it's an extreme case, but that just shows you uh, any abuser who abuses, no matter how big the guy is, no matter how much power they show, that behavior and that action is fear driven. Jealousy, any abuser who is jealous, fear is underneath the jealousy. Mm. So the same way, uh, if 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 someone is over there who uh who convince and who persuade and who argue that they're, they're, what they're saying is right, um, then that's the case. They, their survival, their identity is threatened by a different belief system. And that's why they need to argue. And that's why they need to fight. And uh, frankly, it sounds very exhausting. So um that's why when the, the mind goes, dissolves, mm. there is just deep peace because there is nothing to prove, mm. nothing. And there is just constant being in the moment and enjoying whatever it is now. Mm. Everything that comes, I accept because I know that that is, that is what needs to be here. And I don't need to prove myself to anyone and I don't need to fight. So again, like you gave the example of the coaches, but that is any conflict when two people or two people fight or one needs to justify their opinion uh, comes from the fear. Hmm. I just have to say this because it's on my mind. I've been burning for a reason to explain <laughs> this, but... <laughs> So one of the things that talk about society and culture, right? One of the things I see so much is this glamorization of activists. Yeah. I'm an activist mm-hmm. investor. I'm an activist for gender rights. I'm an activist for this particular ethnic group. I'm an activist. And they always talk about if we want people who are activists and fighting for s- some social cause. And I'm just mm-hmm. laughing as I look at that. And the mayhem that has been caused from that. Yeah. So there are two two kind of things. So first mm-hmm. thing is the 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 thing of consciousness, and consciousness is all that is, and the physical reality is not real. Uh, it's really just a, a just like a dream. It's a holographic projection of the consciousness. The consciousness creates. So what are we fighting? Nothing. We are fighting mm. a dream. We are mm. fighting an illusion. So that is the first 
thing. The second thing now, when we go in the human human mind and the human conditioning, everything what I fight for or fight against, everything what I find, fight against is um, I have a fear. So uh, any any activism, any extremism, any any anything I need to fight for is my belief system and that belief system and that actions, those actions are driven by fear. Mm-hmm. If, if I have no matter, no matter how confident I may look like, no matter how confident, how vocal I may look like and, you know, be, if I fight against the men, I have a fear of man and I'm not aware of it. It's an, it's a subconscious thing, but there is a conditioning that drives my action. Everything mm. what we resist, we, we fear. Everything what we resist, we fear. The mind resists. The conditioning, the blueprint is in the mind. And that's why. So, um, you, it, it's really difficult to go there um, by yourself, by the way. So for those who um, who have uh, that kind of conditioning and you have a tendency to fight uh, or anger and like really there are things you don't like and you fight against or uh, groups of people, um, that's, that's what coaches are for, right? Like, I'm sure, Denise, that's what you help with uh, um, uh, your clients because one is it's really hard to see the conditioning um, of ourselves. But uh, that's how I would explain it from the belief system or from the mind. But really the most direct direct uh, part is to realizing that the, the person who fights and the person who sees the reality, uh, all three, the person who sees the reality, the reality that needs to be changed, and the process of seeing rea- the reality is a part of the same illusion. And when that is clear, there is nothing to fight against. Mm-hmm. You know, no for one. those, yeah. I'm sorry. I and apologize. no one, no, nothing. No, that's okay. Nothing and no one to fight fight against. Yeah. Mm. You know, that, that's such a good point. And for those of you guys who are listening who feel a little irritation and frustration about what Danielle is saying, that's an invitation from your soul inviting you to explore why that is. Why the resistance? Why the irritation that's speaking to something that needs more examination? Yeah, or, or just pure awareness of that. Okay, so I'm irritated by this, by this, whatever this person's saying. Um, it means I have a belief system. That's it. And any mm. belief system is a limitation. Uh, doesn't need uh, uh, the person needs to say, oh, Daniela is right. No, because as I said before, the belief system makes things right. So... But uh, so whoever, that's why people really justify their belief system. That's why there are fights. Uh, But when one becomes aware of the resistance or of any trigger, 
uh, that is the fastest way to realize that to, to not to stay in the old conditioning, in the old belief system, but the mind will drop because any resistance, any irritation is that the, the current belief system is threatened. And uh, what the mind does is creates the response of irritation or, mm. or frustration or anger. And then the next thing is I am justifying myself. I'm right because I feel anger. I feel irritation. I feel frustration. And I am supporting and justifying my current belief system instead of being aware of the signal. Huh? Okay. So there is a resistance. I may not like what this person is saying, but I'm aware that I have a resistance to it. And that's it. That, that is enough because the energy now is with you and it's not the energy does, is not going into the mind that is reinforcing the old belief system. And that's how the mind will dissolve. So really just awareness of to what is, is enough. And this is why I said before, everything that is in your now, everything that is in your reality right now, everything that you experience right now, whether it's a neighbor, whether it's someone saying something is valid and is there for reason. And all we need to do is to be aware of it instead of dismissing it, ignoring it, or turning our attention away to something more important like, oh yeah, what my kid is saying is, well, it's not important because I have better stuff. I have more important stuff to do like my clients or so. No, if my kid is talking to me, I am fully present and aware what they're saying. And the clarity will come. The clarity can actually come instantly or it will come continually, but it will come if we stay in that state. Hmm. And this is my implore, I'm, or I'm, I'm imploring or I'm just encouraging everyone this idea of stop multitasking. It is not even it's counterproductive. It's actually limiting your ability to be fully aware of everything's around you. I know that we are so tempted to, to listen to this podcast while trying to type an email or listen to this podcast and try to do whatever else. And I'm saying that you may be getting a download right now that might be a game changer. That's something that I'm saying or what Danielle is saying, because for so many of us, we are in such a constant state of hurrying and rushing and doing and we're no, we forgot that we are human beings, not human doers. And being means allowing that space, like you said earlier, Daniel, like hearing what your kid has to say, hearing ab about how your body is reacting to certain things. That's messages. And we disrupt that communication when we're trying to fill in the space with every single Thing that we quote unquote think it's urgent in reality it's not so that being said daniela like wow there's just so <laughs> much that we've talked about if, is there if there's any main point or an idea that you would like those who are listening to kind of think about what would it be um it will be really 
be aware, be aware because everything what you need, you mentioned it, your body is talking to you. Everything what you need, all, all answers to all your questions will come from that awareness. You don't need to Google answers. You don't need to find the person who will tell you the answers. You don't need to do anything. If you would just be aware of what is, you would get all answers and all the questions actually would disappear. And uh, you would move and shift into an effortless living where everything what you need is coming and you're clearly aware of it. Mm. So that that is probably what I would suggest or say that that's that's how you that's how you are not in the mind conditioning. That's how you are not perpetuating the illusion of helpless human. Mm. Mm. You know what you just said was very dense. And for those who are listening, you may have to listen to this podcast two, three, how many times you need to to really understand what she's trying to say because what you said took me many, many years to understand what you said in those few short sentences. Yeah. 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 So where can people continue the conversation with you? Um, If someone is interested in uh, um, talking to me, um, the best would be visiting my website, which is uh, danielasolak.com. So it's my first name, last name.com. And uh, connect uh, connect with me through the website, and uh, then we have then we can chat. Mm-hmm. This has been such a pleasurable conversation on so many different levels, and I'm hoping those of you guys who are listening, a make sure that you contact Danielle if you felt moved, because I don't want you to just drop the ball on this one, okay? Because she's such a dynamic person. Secondly, I want you to be able to share this podcast episode with anyone else who really needs this wake up call. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. And lastly, I want you to write down what you've learned most, because it's not enough just to listen to this. I need you to record this and just get this on your, your mind so that you can manifest what needs to happen next. Okay. So I want you make sure that you contact Danielle if you feel moved. I need you to share this podcast and I need you to write this down. Okay. Daniela, it's been such a pleasure talking with you and I am looking forward to talking with you again in the future. Thank you so much, Denise. Thank you so much too. And those of you guys who are listening, be moved, be encouraged and be awesome until next time. Take care.